Previously on Gutter Trash. Boobalicious. Boobalicious. Yeah. You know what's creepier than than that guy? <laughs> the Robert Burbles from Thundercats. The what? The Robert Burbles. The little uh, robotic bear creatures on Thundercats. I have no idea what you're talking about. They they spoke in this uh, weird and like almost like a. You know the voice box that a lot of uh, tracheotomy patients have. Right. Uh, they speak <clears throat> in those uh, tones, but they're like creepy, featureless bear robots, and they spoke monotone and they drew out all their syllables. I think that's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Wow. I've never. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you don't know about the robot burble. It's been years since I've seen Thundercats. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, probably. Sexy should not describe anything other than a person or something that person is wearing. Yeah. And if they're wearing only magic cards, that's not sexy. Uh, it's just purple rain. <laughs> is that Carl Sagan? Yes. Bigger than Nightcat or Insane Clown Posse? Yes. Wow. I think so. Yeah. I like both, so I guess more pandas. Fuck it. Wow, that's a lot of cereal. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the cars don't exist. I am with you. Yeah. I'm sure you can imagine what I'm imagining <laughs> that it would be. <laughs> That's a lot of imagining. It is. Imagination is the future. Trash, episode 10. Episode 10, wow, is that an anniversary? I know, uh, I think so. Uh, what is it, like silver, rust, yeah. paper? I, I brought you... Uh, Did you bring me paper at least? I brought you this pad of note, of sticky notes. Oh, wow. I, I stole those legitimately from my office. Don't try to... Uh, don't try to pawn that off on me. Shit. Yeah. How you doing? I'm alright. Yeah. I, uh, I just got back from Indianapolis. Yeah. How uh, oh, was that? Uh, it was alright. It, it was a family Christmas get-together thing. Uh, but my parents went up yesterday, and they're staying till tomorrow, because they're out seeing a, a Celine Dion concert tonight. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just went up uh, like at 1 o'clock this afternoon, and I came back. Because, uh, you know, we scheduled a show to do, and that's how dedicated I am to this. Well, uh, you that, drove. That, uh, you know, they, they were like, well, aren't you going to stick around and open presents and have dinner with us? So I was like, fuck you, Mom and Dad. I got a podcast to do. <laughs> Man, we should make shirts that say that. Like, with our pictures and say, on the back it says, fuck you, Mom and Dad. I've got a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. This should be available for 1995 and medium to XXL wow, well, anytime soon. Get right on that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, so were they like, you're an idiot here, or uh, do they give you like take home like leftovers? Or? No, uh, we we ate dinner. Uh, we had a pretty big spread, uh, some uh, uh, prime rib sandwiches. Sweet. Uh, little tiny. 
like little miniature pizza things on uh, on like little chunks of wheat bread. Hmm. Well, that sounds amazing. Uh, uh, carrots, cucumbers, uh, a really good uh, cheese and spinach dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds s- like chicken tenders, banquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chips. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we ate, like, around two or so. Is that your brother's house? Yeah. Uh, it's probably the the largest gathering of, uh, Seanborns in, uh, one area. (laughs) Really? Uh, in quite a while, anyway. Uh, I even got to see my nephew, who I haven't seen in, like, uh, like, two or three years. Okay, not the Twilight one, but... Huh? No, yeah, the the other one. The, The one who, uh... Dresses kind of like a douchebag, and <laughs> was it was like an ICP douchebag? Uh, no, like uh, he's got like uh, he was wearing like really tight checker pants. Oh wow! Uh, he was wearing uh, a scarf the entire time, like a tie. Huh. And uh, he had like some sort of uh, stupid-looking beanie on his head, like uh, some knit cap bullshit thing. Like and the one I'm wearing. Kind of. <laughs> didn't want to say anything. Uh. But, yeah. <laughs> Mine just get my head warm. It's not some weird metrosexual ska band statement. Yeah, apparently he wears his all the time. Oh. Yeah. I found this in a parking lot. Or no, no, this is the one I found. My SpongeBob hat I found in a parking lot. This uh, one, somebody left at my store. Yeah. It's, uh, both of them are creepy and disturbing. Yeah. Well, I, I washed them. I washed both of them. Oh, that's good. Still yeah. doesn't take away from the... I, I mean, know. it's like you... Like going to a thrift store is one thing, but uh, right. just just found stuff in your parking lot is. But it's it's like a gift. Pretty much below that. It's like a mysterious gift. You're you're a step away from hobo. <laughs> oh, that could be the other shirt. Go to trash. A step away from hobo. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we just uh, did the the gift exchange for the family, and uh, then. Uh, everyone started taking off because they, they all had Celine Dion concerts to go to. Well, can you blame them? Yeah. I mean, I'd be excited, too. She, yeah. she probably does, like, a Christmas medley, I Ooh, imagine. Maybe, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so I just uh, took off around 4.30, got back home, had to go take care of uh, my parents' cats, and came back here for the show. Nice. Sacrificing no, I'm not really sacrificing. I had to be back because I got to work tomorrow. Yeah, you have to get like the crack of dawn. Yep, before the crack of dawn. Wow. Yeah, the navel of dawn. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, we're uh, we're reviewing a book this time, and you picked it, and it's a graphic novel by Nate Powell. Oh yeah, it's called Swallow Me Whole. What? Swallow Me Whole. Are you sure? Yeah, swallow me whole. Swallow me whole. I'm gonna go ahead and say the nicest thing about this book that I can say. Uh huh. And it's the cover. Yeah. The cover has probably the most awesome texture of any cover I've ever seen ever. It's kind of yeah. Like I could just sit here and just rub it all day. It's very nice. Uh. Like, I'm big on, like, you know, tactile sensation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I like things with textures and, you know, like, uh... Oh. Like, 
Like, the, especially if it's a comic with a... Comics, yeah, paper, like, especially paper. But, like, even things like, you know, like, like animals, they have, like, they, you know, have different texture furs, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, my ex-girlfriend has three cats, and I can tell which one, like, in the dark, like, I could, like, tell which one I was petting, <laughs> just based on, like, yeah, how okay. their fur feels, you know. Like, oh. I'm big on that, yeah. And, like, uh, I would have to say this book, the, the texture of this cover, is probably, like, the second nicest thing I've ever touched. Really? Yeah. In your entire life? Yeah. Wow. The the first would be the, the, the feel of a of a warm, naked female body. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so creepy. You know, maybe there should be comic book <laughs> he's still rubbing. Uh, <laughs> there should be uh variant covers with, you know, different animal textures. For, yeah. yeah. Like an Aquaman <clears throat> with like fish gills on the cover. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised they never did that in yeah. the nineties, yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> they did everything else. With the like scratching to sniff chromium indestructible. Yeah. Indestructible, backup. yeah. That's the one uh yeah, you were I was looking for that, that Mavericks the other day. The uh, the indestructible continuity continuity comics, comics yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to see. Well, obviously, I think if you're going to put indestructible covers on your comics, every single person who buys oh, it is going to try to destroy it. I, I'd feel kind of bad <laughs> if I was the, if I was like the penciler or the inker or whatever. And <laughs> you're like, man, every copy of this book I I worked so hard on is just going to be destroyed by, you know, kids that just you know like keep off the grass. You know, right, okay, right. I'm going to play soccer then. Right. You know. Well, you know, uh, Neil Adams shouldn't be crazy. Is pretty he's, much what it comes down to. He seems a little crazy. He, yeah, yeah. I think he may actually be the weather wizard from DC Comics. Wow. I, th- I think that's his alternate, you know, persona. That'd be amazing. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> hang, he hangs out by Niagara Falls and just like juicing up his power energy level. <laughs> and then he, at nighttime, he flies across the city shooting, you know, hurricanes out of his eyes at, at, towards John Byrne's house or something. <laughs> Oh, poor John Byrne. So, uh, uh, I'm guessing, by your complimentary words about the cover, that you're not as into the, the interior stuff. Well, Nate Powell sure is a good artist. <laughs> uh, I I really, dug, I really dig his art. Uh-huh. Uh, it's probably one of the best drawn books I've seen, uh... That wasn't done by Raphael Grandpa. Yeah. Because <laughs> I gotta say, I'm really big on him right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, mm. just, uh, I hadn't heard of him up until, like, just a couple months ago, but that guy is just astounding me every time I see his stuff. And Apal is pretty much up there. Like, uh, I, I really dig uh, his artwork. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Going back to the cover, it's in color, the, the interiors are black and white. Uh, the color cover doesn't do the insides justice because mm-hmm. Nate Powell can manipulate black and white like nobody's business. Uh, yeah, he's. I think he's up there as, with like with like Ditko and Frank Miller as far as like wow when yeah. you see his black and white. Uh, uh, I would add another to that. Um, Mike Mignola. Who? Mignola. Never heard of him. Okay. <laughs> I'll show you some of his stuff later. Oh, cool. He's kind of obscure. So. Oh, Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Right, okay, right, I knew right, that guy. Right. Did he ever do anything after that? Uh, not really. That's why you know, like uh, I really revere him because it's faded into obscurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like the Beatles, exactly of uh, of comics. Yeah, right. just just kind of a flash in the pan, but but one hit wonder. That that one album that they put out, you know, was just amazing. Right, right. Meet the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, it's no, too I bad. I thought it was Meet the Ruddles. Meet the Ruddles. Oh, that, that was really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, as for the the story itself, um, well, I guess it would have helped if there was one. Ouch. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, this book is about nothing. It's yeah, but it's about finding uh, order. No, it's not. Order and chaos. No, and, no. And uh, family ties and. No, it's not about any of that. <laughs> Because uh, none of that's presented in this book. It makes you it makes you think uh, about about. Uh, it makes me think about that I may possibly be schizophrenic because <laughs> of the hallucinations. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought that was a really because I I love kind of surreal stuff like David Lynch and other things like that, and a lot of times it's so artsy fartsy that it, you know like there's nothing to it, and you're like, this is a turd. But I like I like books or movies or whatever stories that have you know like they're kind of set in our reality where everything's kind of believable and you like they flesh out characters and you know they're pretty normal people except for you know they have quirks right and then they introduce some sort of insane thing like the, like the imagery towards the end with all the insects attacking her and like her being swallowed by the you know giant frog and right it, to me it really worked because you, you know for like the first half of the story half of the book, you know, you're, you know, you're like, okay, this is like a normal family. They're, they're having their problems and bickering. And I thought it, I thought it worked really well to like, to show how she finally went off the deep end after, you know, like after grandma dies, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to come right out and say that I didn't hate the book because obviously you're thinking that already. I I hated it. I'm not, I'm not thinking you hate it (laughs) because It uh, it took a while for me to get into it. Uh-huh. Like uh, like well, when you you let me borrow the book, uh, like I started reading it and uh, I just I find it was just trudging through it. It was just difficult to get through it. But then once I finally sat down and made the effort, you know, like I once I got past that sort of struggle point, like uh-huh. I was able to just get through it really quickly and yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, uh, but, like, my biggest problems with it is that it uh, it seems like one of those books that you can tell that there's something that he is wanting to say with it, mm-hmm. but he's not pulling it off. I, I do agree with with part of that. Like, I've, I've read, I think I've read just about everything he's ever done for, I've I've kind of followed his stuff for a few years now, and a lot of his stuff... You know, is is just visually really, really strong, and then you know the stories are kind of, you know, you know they're like slice of life or, or just you know it's right. nothing. I mean, it's nothing bad, but it's it's never been something that just hit me. And this one, to me, seems like the book right before he's going to put something fucking amazing. amazing on. Yeah. Like I think this one, he was trying to say something because I know he works with a lot of like. Mentally, just you know, like challenge people and yeah, things. Yeah, I read that in the uh, the bio on the back of the book, and I think that sort of informed his, uh, you know, right. his, his need to do something about, you know, just like the mind and right. the problems that you can have. And that, I mean, he comes at it from, uh, he's not exploiting it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, I mean, he really does seem to be trying to tell like a human story, mm-hmm. but there's no story. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, it is largely a slice of life thing, but it's almost like you're watching this girl, 
uh, descend into full blown schizophrenia, yeah. right? I think because uh, it's also in his bio, and I honestly I didn't know this until I read this book, and I've got one of his other books. I you know, I just haven't read it, uh, but apparently I guess he's done a lot of work. Uh, in uh, the Meat House anthologies. Yeah. And I love those. I've got every single one of them, and I highly anticipate every time one comes out, mm-hmm. even though they get incredibly bigger and more expensive, more expensive yeah. with each one. Uh, so I haven't been able to afford the newest one. But I guess, yeah, he's done a lot of Meat House stuff, and so obviously I've seen his work before. Okay. Right. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I love... I'd say almost all the artists that are, you know, contributors to that. Oh, yeah. What a swell group of guys. Yeah. But, uh, this book really reads to me, like, I think it would have been a lot better if, because the book is sort of, it's like little vignettes Mm -hmm. uh, of, like, you know, this girl and her family. Right. And I think that if they were presented as just short stories... Like, it would have been a lot more impressive, but together in one big volume. Okay. It just sort of, it's like... I see what you're saying. It just, it strings along, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, this would have been like a 12-issue series where it sort of all adds up to be one coherent thing, but it's mostly about the chapters as separate parts. Kind of. I mean, it's like, if I would have read... Like, you know, just, like, one of the, the snippets in, like, a meat house that have been like, all right, you know, it's about this girl who's, you know, kind of crazy. She, she collects insects and right, puts yeah. them in jars. I mean, I think presented it in, in shorter, multiple doses, it would have uh, been a lot more compelling of a read. Uh, See, I, I almost think I liked it better as a chunk. It's, like, I read it all in one setting. I just sit down and opened it and read it and then closed it and uh to me it it did a good job because it it is kind of all over the place and it starts out when she's a little younger and then it continues on as she, she like gets older yeah right? she goes to school gets a job loses yeah. friends and gains friends right there. i i don't know i kind of liked it almost as just like here's here's her life you know like starting as a kid until when she's like you know basically engulfed with this this right. madness yeah, right around the same time, I think. I mean, because she's, uh, like, by the time the story ends, she's probably, I'd say, what, 17 years old, 18 maybe? Yeah, I think so. So right around the time where sort of she would start trying to be on her own is, like, when she just really does kind of just right. snap almost. Yeah. yeah, she gets fired. She, yeah, she has, like, a really bad day. Yeah. And, like, like she's schizophrenic, so. Yeah. That, you know. And her grandma's recently passed away, and then right. the same day she loses her job and gets kicked out of school. And well, I don't think that happens on the same day, does it? I, I think the job in the school did, but not the grandma. Well, the job in the school, yeah. but not, yeah. 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 But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then her grandma, because the book starts out with uh, the main character and the rest of her family visiting the grandma uh, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, what weeks later, months later... Like, she winds up moving into the house with them, and they, like, take care of her for years. Right. And it's, like, ten, ten years or something. Yeah. And the grandma's... Uh, I don't know if they ever say what, actually... What her condition is. Right. I, like, yeah. either Alzheimer's or just had a stroke or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, because when she's in the hospital, she's sort of having hallucinations, talking right. about a train or a plane or something, and... And then it was in those first few pages that she tells Ruth, that's the main girl, yeah. uh, that 
she's like, you have it too or something. Right. You know, basically <coughs> she, she can see that she's, yeah, got a problem with her mind. And even uh, the brother. Pers- Percy. Percy. Perry. 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 Was, yeah. uh, he... He has a little wizard doll. Yeah, that was awesome. That uh, talks to him and forces him to draw. Makes him draw. I wonder if that's sort of a, like, a, if that's sort of autobiographical, like if he's Nate to right. trying to figure out why he... Because at the end, too, there's, you know, spoiler, spoiler, there's kind of like a, a scene at the very end where it's like uh, the grandma, the ghost of the grandma is talking to Perry as he's drawing the story, or as he's starting to draw the story, and he's... He's like feeding the frog. Oh uh, yeah, and the oh, frog's shit. the frog's actually his sister. I don't know. Is I was like, yeah. What does that represent? Is is the the because uh, his sister disappears I and mean, she's just gone. Right. Yeah. She. Yeah. She. After her bad day, uh, like in the story, like what she she jumps through her window. Yeah. But like it's closed, so like she just basically gets she, sucked into she it. Floats through. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, where, is the last part of it just all her imagination? Like, is she really still there? Yeah. And this is her imagining? Okay, yeah, she she's surrounded by the bugs and, like, the the frog, the giant frog, uh, like, opens its mouth and she just basically climbs in. Yeah. And then it cuts to, like, three pages, it's like four pages of just black. I thought that was really neat, too, yeah. because you're like, oh, shit, the book's over. Yeah. And, and then, like, it's like... You know, it's like whenever uh, Sam Jackson came out at the end of, uh, at the end of Hulk or whatever. Uh, Iron Man. Or well, Iron actually Man. both. Yeah, okay. so. No, wait. Yeah, it was uh, Sam Jackson at the end of I think it was Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. at the end of Hulk. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and neither one of them were at the end of this book. No, no. But, like, yeah, there's, like, four pages of just black, and then, like, uh, there's, like, a half a page of black. Like fading into Perry, like shoveling something. He does an awesome job. There's a few times in the story where an image is going off the page, and yeah, it just his art is so his design is so lively, and he is a very, very good artist, and uh, it really moves. Yeah, and like a great storyteller, and yeah, the, the design of it as well. Yeah, what the hell? Is he burying something, digging up something? I don't know. I thought he was trying to find, like, her, you know, and and all the uh, bugs or something. He finds the frog, I guess. I didn't see that part earlier. Which represents her. Yeah. See, I don't know, is the frog supposed to be her? (sighs) Somebody read this and tell us, we're too dumb. Yeah, seriously. Uh, But yeah, he he gets the frog and... uh, He starts through the bugs and feeding the frog. I know, and the frog is her head. The frog has become her. Yeah, it starts yeah turning into her. Yeah, he's not drawing anything. Oh, wait, I thought he started to draw the story. Or no, yeah, he's just feeding the frog. Okay. Uh, the wizard appears on his shoulder. That, and, that's what I was thinking. I guess because the wizard was yeah, there. and uh, grandma, the ghost of grandma, appears uh, behind him and tells him to watch out; it'll swallow you whole. See, this this is kind of fun. It's like watching Donnie Darko because you're like, you're like, I uh, I get some of this. I get enough of this that I'm really trying to. I'm interested in trying to figure it all out. Right. But I don't get it all, so I want to watch it again. And to me, it's it's in the same realm as that. It yeah yeah. I think it probably would befit both of us a, a second read through. 
mm-hmm. which I guess we probably should have read through it a second time. So, uh, yeah, I just got to go back to what I said. It's like there's a story in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. He just he, he didn't do a great job of presenting it, uh, and uh, you know, I, it just seems like you know that occasionally. He allows the imagery to overtake what could have been a story. Oh, okay, I like like yeah, he just wants to get too deep into the symbolism, mm-hmm. and uh, or rather than you know, and I mean I'm not saying that you know I want it all spelled out for me. You know I want you know like the final three panels basically describing to me everything right. that happened and <laughs> right. exactly all what I need to know wrapped up in a nice package. Right, but uh, it's just uh, yeah, it, it suffers from. Just not being clear enough in places where it really should have been. Okay. Like, uh, well, like the fact that it's a family, and uh, apparently Ruth and Perry are step siblings. And I wouldn't have fucking known that except that I read the back of the book, like the back cover. Okay. Is where that says it. I didn't. I didn't realize they were step siblings. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, is that, I wonder if that's important, though, somehow. Well, uh, that's why she was always calling her, her father by his name, because it's not her father. Right. I thought it was like, in James Kachalka's diary strips, his son always calls him James. Uh-huh. I thought it might be the same kind. But, it, but I mean, that's weird, too, because they both sort of have this mental, you know, they have this mental issue going on that I thought was maybe inherited. Right. But I guess and, yeah, well, we don't know where grandma's from. Mm-hmm. Like which side of the family she's on? I would imagine Ruth, because she seems connected to her. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess there's that part where uh, Grandma is actually sort of lucid, and uh, she starts talking about like uh, the old days, and like uh, visually she starts like transforming into, into like, her younger her, self. Yeah, that was. Really and she neat. does look like Ruth. That was a really neat scene. Yeah, she's I looking was at really the, impressed with that. She's looking at the photo of her husband when she's on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, uh, explain to me what the hell is the little, like, spermy thing that keeps flying around everywhere? See, I thought that was, like, Grandma's, uh, like, spirit animal or whatever. You know how <laughs> Perry had the, uh, Perry wizard. had the wizard and... She has the frog. Yeah. Or just the bugs in general. Because I think it first appeared when I, the Grandma fell asleep and it, I thought it, like, came out of, out of her head or something. Yeah, uh, it came, yeah, it came out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, you know, she won't, during one of her, her periods, she's, uh, mumbling about, like, whether someone's been up in the attic, uh, oh, drawing yeah. on her paintings. That's right, I forgot about that, and, and there's a painting of that thing. Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's, like, the grandma at the end, she's talking to Perry about how, you know, it'll swallow him whole, I wonder if she's talking about his artwork, and, you know, in relation to her artwork, like, painting that thing. I think it's just... Uh, the insanity in general. Okay. Like, uh, I think we're like figuring this out as we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, um, it's like the end where, where he's feeding the frog. I think that, that is actually representative of his own schizophrenic, uh, you know, leanings. Because he even goes to the doctor at one point, and the doctor just sort of, he doesn't brush him off, but, like, it just doesn't, 
take it too seriously. Right. And I think that's, like, the main difference between him and Ruth. Because uh, uh, as soon as Ruth is diagnosed, she gets put on, like, you know, six different kinds of medicines. Yeah. and uh, But, you know, like, uh, when when it gets revealed that, you know, Perry is also hallucinating, you know, his doctor basically... Says, keep drawing, kid. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Even though, you know, he's being forced to draw by this... Creepy wizard Creepy thing. little wizard. <laughs> it is kind of creepy because it's so cute, but at the same time it's so demanding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, uh, I don't know, Heathcliff the cat was somehow controlling your mind. Right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we keep talking about, like, bugs and frogs and wizards. I guess we should probably explain... Where they're from or whatever, because like, <laughs> uh, well, Ruth, uh, I guess in addition to being schizophrenic, she's got OCD mm-hmm. and she collects bugs and keeps them in jars, and they're all like she's basically built like a shrine to, yeah. to bugs in her in her room, and she's afraid to step on the grass because <clears> she's because of killing creatures, yeah. Which I've thought about that too sometimes. I don't. And I walk around the block. Well, maybe if I do, then I get, like, really gleeful and I just start stomping really hard. Because, <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm like, I'll be walking around the block and I'll accidentally almost step on, you know, some sort of ant or something, a big ant carrying food or something. I'm like, whoa. And I avoid it. And I'm like, wow, I wonder how many times I just kill somebody's, <laughs> you know, some dad's bringing home the food to the, the family. I'm like, man, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> he probably deserved it. He probably had a... Uh, it seems to be a running theme in uh, in my ranting is that uh, people who die apparently deserve it. That, that ant, he probably had a library of termite porn and <laughs> he was ruining the family. Yeah. He, he, uh, he would spend all day like eating honey, spilled honey, and go home and on a sugar binge beat his wife. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. Uh. But okay, I, I think... So far, this is my favorite thing Nate Powell's ever done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I agree. I think, I think the next thing he does is gonna be the thing. The thing, yeah. I really think like this is him almost. This to is point his of, uh, chunky rice. And, this like, is the his next chunky thing rice. Will be, uh, blankets. Yeah. yeah. This is his big baby, and next will be his black hole. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, this so far. It's the only thing that I've knowingly read by him, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I bought a book from him uh, at Space last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I've never gotten around to reading it, but it was one of the uh, smaller ones. Okay. Uh, the sound of your name, or no, no, that's a bigger one. Was it Please Release? Please Release, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Please, yeah, Please Release. So, uh, oh yeah, we should mention that he's going to be at Space again this year. Yeah. So everyone that reads it should go get their copy autographed yeah. shake his hand he's a pretty swell fella if you're in the Columbus area yeah um he did draw my favorite of your uh, Fantastic Four pages oh yeah which right. I think we mentioned on the last episode uh-huh. or a previous episode anyway but yeah he's uh he's an incredible artist and yeah I think he just uh he just needs to sort of work out you know, his his story angles, I guess. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it like I said, it's just it, it feels incomplete, and and not just by the ending, just like from you know, like just chunks of it in the just, middle, just as it builds, right? Yeah. 
because like uh, there's the whole part where Perry gets a girlfriend. It's like I barely remember that happening. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, it's like all of a sudden they're living together or something. Like yeah, that. I don't like, know. Yeah, I I mean I, I'm impressed with it, um, story wise, but I think it is much stronger in the visual department. Yeah, and I think I think it it's good, and it, I'll definitely read it again. And right, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I see <clears> what you're <throat> saying. Yeah. There, there's some parts of it that are a little hazy. Yeah. But maybe that's part of the atmosphere he was, you know, trying to go for with all the mental, like, confusion and chaos. And yeah, could be. Could be, indeed. Uh, let's see where we are on the time. I hate to ruin my slideshow here. <laughs> yeah, we're at 30 minutes. But yeah, the the cover is quite, quite nice. Yeah. You can just touch it all, <laughs> all day long. I love the fact that <clears throat> like the lettering too uh, for the the logo, mm-hmm. it's like depressed into. Oh know, yeah, or, uh, I guess embossed. Well, yeah. not even embossed because it's not shiny or anything. Right, but it like has a different <clears throat> like stamped into right. it. Yeah, so which yeah adds just to the overall texture of it. Top notch job. Yeah, top shelf. Production. Top shelf does a great job with uh, like all their their books. Oh yeah. I think they live up to their name. Oh, definitely, definitely. It was, yeah. Uh, I guess they always have like big sales once a year or something oh, yeah. like that. Uh-huh. I always miss them. Yeah, always. I'm thinking, man, I could buy a, you know, like like something like this, which is like twenty bucks for like five dollars. You yeah. know, if I ever caught their sale in time, you know. Yeah. When did they? When did they have one? Was it a couple years ago at Space? Did they have something like that there? Uh, well, I don't know. I know that they do it every year. Uh, they have one year where they... Just clean their warehouse, basically. Basically, like, give you, like, 80% off of a book. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, but then there was also that one year where they almost went bankrupt. And they were, like, you know, just, just pleading for people to, like, buy stuff. And they were giving really good discounts. And obviously they bought enough that they survived. Yeah. So, mm. which I think it would have been a shame if they had gone bankrupt. Because they're definitely one of the... Better publishers of, of indie books, small press stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. There was that one year at Space where we, what well, we sat at the, our table was right next to their booth, and right next to Feral Dalrymple's booth. <laughs> yeah. So basically, everyone just sort of bypassed us. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like they stood there with their ass in our table. Right. And, right. Yeah. And we had cookies. We had cookies. Yeah. We also had a creepy guy with us, but. He doesn't listen to this, does he? Who's I don't even know which one. Okay, I'm sure you do. Oh, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're all creepy. Yeah, um, special comic nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm stoked to uh, to go to space. It's uh, oh, when is it? April? It's like 13th, 11th. I have no idea. It's it's early April. The small press and art. Small press. Small press and comic alternative, expo. Alternative comics expo. No, small press and comics and, and comics. Okay, but it's space. Yeah, <laughs> and it's in uh, Columbus, Ohio, at the Aladdin Shrine Complex. It's the same place this year. Yeah, it was an alright place. Mm-hmm. It was uh, definitely bigger than the couple times I went, where it was like in a high school gym. gymnasium. Yeah. 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 Uh, Although Dave Sim is not going to be there this year. That's because he's uh, going to be stuck in Canada with the crazy. <laughs> uh, he's just going to be uh, beating off in a, a straight jacket. I don't think he beats off anymore. 
I think he's... <laughs> he's uh, completely... Is he's, that what celibacy means? He's transcended... You have to uh, give up all of that? No, I think uh, I think he, he went celibate and then he... I don't know, he found some sort of special version of religion that's like... It's like a Muslim mixed with Christianity, mixed with, you know, some other... I don't know, some <coughs> other invention of his own. And yeah, I know he doesn't... He doesn't... He said he doesn't whack it anymore. Uh, well... That's uh, borderline uh, starting a cult. <laughs> Dave said he's crazy. Uh, he, I think he's, I think he's. Uh, I hesitate to use the word crazy because I, I definitely respect the man quite a bit, but at the same time, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, but I love him, and I read everything he does still, even though you know some of it's kind of like, what what is he doing? Well, uh, well, I think what's his new book? Glamour Puss. Glamour Puss. Isn't that pretty much just a Tim Payne tribute to like photorealistic artist of the forties? Yeah, and the last issue or two issues ago, I haven't read the newest one yet, but two issues ago was like this weird conspiracy because he had this excuse me photo of uh, it was like Milk Kenneth and uh, who else was it? Uh, it wasn't. Some other uh, Alex Raymond. I see. I don't think it was Raymond. It was somebody else. The photo. Hal Foster. It might have been Hal Foster, but it was like this photo of three people, and they were shaking hands in front of you know a crowd, and and he like read all this stuff into it, and it was almost like a watching JFK where he's like, and you see the way uh, he's squeezing his hand here, <laughs> he's really trying to intimidate him, and the way that uh, Milk Kenneth was leaning back, it means you know he was he was uh, trying to somehow escape, even though he's got that forced smile, and I'm like. What the hell are you talking about? If he knows all, if he can read that much into a photo, I'm gonna have him look at my photo and be like, "What was my grandma thinking right there?" Right. Yeah. I want to know. I think he's he's maybe actually just getting too close to it, and uh, someday he's gonna learn that Will Eisner was actually uh, America's top spy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a he was a Nazi <laughs> yeah. Nazi sympathizer spy. <laughs> And that, uh, you know, yeah, when he, uh, when he went to the war and, like, Wally Wood was drawing the spirit or whatever, right. that was when one of his, uh, deepest undercover operations. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was serving Hitler, uh, herbal tea. Yeah. And this is why Frank Miller's The Spirit is gonna look like a piece of crap, because, because uh, Frank Miller has been, uh, uh, been given the, the crazy juice by the, Will Eisner. The Nazi serum. Yeah, yeah. It was an experiment. That's Will Eisner brought that back to uh, inject it into Frank Miller's neck. Exactly. And then Frank Miller went crazy. But uh, it was slow acting because you know this only started happening like you know, sort of around the late nineties. Yeah. You know, up yeah. until now, yeah, where it's really wow. just sort of exploded. Wow. <laughs> I think we blew the lid off of it. <laughs> Dave Sim, watch out! You're in trouble. <laughs> Wait a minute, how does this connect to Dave Sim? I forget. Uh, uh, Dave Sim is crazy. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> yeah, did I ever tell... I I, I told you, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned on here the story about... I tried to, you know, I tried to get him to do a Fantastic Four page for right, the right. Fantastic Four project you mentioned earlier. <clears throat> and uh, I wrote him a letter, and I sent him, you know, like a, a complimentary letter, um, and I asked, you know, I said, hey, you know, I, I talked to you at Space last year about, you know, maybe doing a Fantastic Four recreation and you seemed, you know, possibly interested and you said to write you and, and I wrote him this letter and I get a letter back saying it's a form letter and it says Dave Sim no longer 
will correspond with anyone unless they sign this uh, written statement saying they do not believe him to be a misogynist. <laughs> okay, and this is right after right after he released Judenhaus, which was, you know... Oh, yeah, I definitely I want to get on this conversation. Yeah, it's an amazing uh, book. It, it's a great book, and it's probably... If it weren't for Dave Sim, it probably would be considered one of the most important comics to come out in the past decade. Yeah, but he he basically he fucked himself. He prevented that from ever <laughs> happening because yeah, he puts out this book and he's like, hey, I'd love to see this in every classroom across the yeah, uh, libraries, you know, classrooms, right? But then everybody that writes to him about it is going to receive this form letter saying, do you believe this man is a misogynist? Right. And, and they're like, uh, oh, I guess he's just crazy. I'm going to ball this piece of paper up. Right. And we're going to order... Uh, Zero copies yeah. of this uh, we're gonna potentially order, important comic. We'll just we'll just stock Marvel, you know, Marvel yeah. classics. We, uh, we the need Odyssey. more uh, Hulk essentials. Yeah. We'll <laughs> put those in the library instead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is this? What is he thinking? I don't know. Uh, for anyone who's listening that doesn't know, which I think only like three people we know like listen to it, so they probably do know. But on the off chance, uh, Jude Nas is, uh, is Dave Sims' sort of uh, uh, essay mm. on on uh, the Holocaust and, and uh, basically anti-Semitism right. throughout history. Yeah, I mean, it tells tons of information about things I, I never knew yeah. Leading up to the Holocaust, right? Um, like what informed that mindset that actually allowed that to happen, right? And it, and and, and I, it's not even just like you know like right like you know from like 1930 on. It's oh, like yeah. from like the 17th century. Yeah, I mean just the amazing amount of people who hate the Jewish, you know, uh, ethnicity, religion, whatever. Right. You know, throughout history and for seemingly. No reason whatsoever. Right. <laughs> yeah. And even how it echoes today, even like you mentioned yeah. some things that are still going on. And yeah. Yeah, it's full of awesome information and some of the most amazing comic art I have ever seen. Indeed. Uh, he had uh, original pages, or they weren't even pages because he just sort of drew them in like yeah. chunks, you know, like still like, images. And yeah. Uh, and then he would uh, just sort of. You know, rearrange them as needed. Uh, in Photoshop or something. Yeah, for the book. I think it took him, like, what was it, like... F- years, it was, like four years it was, or something four, like that? I was thinking four or eight. I like, remember. he originally wanted to do it for... Oh, I think it was uh, the anniversary of the uh, the Holocaust or something like that, like the end of the war, I don't know. And then by the time he actually finished it, it actually coincided with, like, the... the uh, anniversary of uh, the independence of Jerusalem or something like that. Okay. Uh, uh, not entirely sure. I don't have it with me here. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great book. And, I mean, it's certainly not light reading at all. Right, yeah. But because it's Dave heavy. Sim, you know, <laughs> is Dave Sim. He shot himself in the foot on that <laughs> he, one. He really did. Because I think that is something that, you know, if... if if even high schools, I mean, I definitely say colleges, but even high schools saw that they're like, "Wow, this, yeah. this really, you know, is heavy." But it, it, it's historical, it's informational, and kids will probably relate more to this than they would their textbook because right. all the awesome artwork. Right, right. And then he just said, you know, "And it is. It's only like you know, forty pages long or something like it's that. It's like yeah, forty or fifty pages. And, and, but it's really dense too. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like you're reading like a te- yeah. It's not like you're reading a textbook. It's, it's basically perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like four dollar cover price. <clears throat> right. It's incredibly cheap. 
<sighs> and then he had to go all like if yeah, you can go online and see his petition of of people that have signed his his you know anti misogynist. Yeah, anti right, misogynist. Right. <sighs> uh, I'm actually on there. I signed it. Yeah, but not to get a page. I mean, I I signed it after I after I knew that he wasn't going to do the page. Right. I went ahead and signed it. But you know, you also wrote a letter back to him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, responding to his form letter. Yeah. And I really did think it was one of the most well-written letters I've ever read. Well, thank you. Uh, and didn't he respond to that, actually, though? Uh, yeah, he he actually... Oh, let's see. He wrote a letter after I... Yeah, okay, I wrote him once, and he wrote me back, and I wrote him one more time saying, you know, uh, okay, basically. Um, right. I see what you're saying, but... Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean the the short story is he's he's gone off the deep end. Yeah, he's he's kind of he's kind of shooting himself in the foot in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, because even because uh, like I said, that that letter you wrote to him was really well thought out, and mm-hmm. I mean you you really brought up a lot of points. You know that you know, I mean it comes down to you know yeah there are people out there who who are accusing him of being a misogynist, whether he is or not. You know I don't give a shit. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, fuck. <laughs> but but uh, we don't know him. We right, don't, we, we, we don't know him. Yeah, and, and you, you're you're just a fan. Yeah. you've been a fan for probably as long as you've been reading comics since I was like thirteen. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, all you care about is you know the work that he produces. Yeah, but he puts. Uh, he, he's he's like super crazy John Byrne, and yeah. that like you know just his personality overrides his work. And, you know, his work may be good, and he's certainly a talented fucking artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's the best letterer that's ever worked in comics. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> I, I will defend that, too. I think uh, Tom Orzakowski would disagree. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's like I've met him maybe like five times over the years and, yeah. you know, had small, small conversations with him. Like, I mean, the kind of conversations... That you have with just anybody you, you know, right, meet. right, and uh, yeah, I don't know him. I mean, I've read like over six thousand pages of artwork that and stories that he's produced, right? But I don't know the guy. Yeah, I mean, he may be a misogynist. You know, I don't know. Right, and uh, and like to to ask people to uh, put in writing or you know or whatever that they, they don't believe him to be a misogynist in order to communicate with him and in order for him to actually write your letter or talk to you at right. a convention. I mean, that's just crazy. Well, just... There's also the, the whole thing where, I mean, like, I've read, like, snippets of his essays, and that's that's the thing, is that, like, uh, I don't know, I've never read Cerebus all that much, but I do know that he wrote a lot of essays Oh yeah, uh, in those books. Uh, like, I don't know at what point he started, but I, I'm guessing he, like, kept through it to the end. Yeah. And, like, even has, even like, a past separate... the end, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so if you're going to put that much of yourself into your work of fiction, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not just sort of like, you know, I'm... You know, I'm writing a character, and this character reflects my views on the world. But actually, separating right. the fiction that you're writing and like, I'm Dave Sim, and here's the cold hard fact that I believe in. Right. In like every issue, for like pages at a time. Oh yeah, sometimes ten pages. Right. Typed out. 
<clears throat> and you know that that kind of thing is going to override it. And then I read, I, like I've read a few things, like he's got these ridiculous rules for like meeting him at a convention, mm-hmm. like what you can and can't do. And it's like lighten the fuck up. It's comics. But see, you know what's crazy <sighs> is that, like even a year ago when I when I saw him at space, I mean, you know, I just walked up to his table and I said, hey, you know. I, you know, I really, yeah. I really dig this Judenhausard. I can't wait till it comes out. And, yeah. and he like walked over to the the panels with me and showed me. And like, right. I pointed out like details I thought was awesome and how it worked. And you know, and and he's like the he was like the most approachable and friendly and right. like humble comics or even just person. You know? Yeah, and, and then, yeah, I mean, like there were there were tons of people walking up to him and talking to him, and he was always busy like the entire time there. Yeah, it's like what happened? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. What 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 happens where he's home by himself, you know, getting these these letters, and when he's in person, you know, he he is cordial. Yeah. You know, and because uh, there, there was a woman I met up there at Space who uh, uh, she's an interviewer for uh, Newsrama, okay. uh, a columnist, and like you know, she was talking about, oh, I should go up and talk to him, but you know, she didn't have time to. Because he was so busy, because he was talking to like ten other people. Oh yeah, he'll talk to you forever. Yeah, and I mean that's awesome, but you know, it's like he won't do a sketch for people anymore. Like mm-hmm. you know, I guess there's like maybe even certain things he won't sign. And who oh, knows? Okay. Maybe now you know he, uh, you know he he has like a the form letter for his misogynist thing. You know, <laughs> at his table when he does conventions. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Maybe think that's why he's not doing it. Yeah, space say, I don't think he even does. Show. I think he said <clears throat> he's done doing shows. Yeah. <sighs> Which yeah, I mean, and like you brought up a point. You know, he's got he's had all those essays in the back of his book. You know, and even reading those, you know, I mean, you you get the idea that you know you know his opinions right but to me you know i would say uh, you, d- you still don't know the person right, you, right. Mean, you you could you know you could you could read what he's trying to get across and uh you know formulate your opinion but uh, i don't know yeah just just thinking that reading something like that would um make you feel like you know somebody well enough to sign some statement about them right and plus like you said too if he's going to put that much part of his self out there and his opinions you know he sh- you know he should not be surprised that half the people that write him don't agree with him i mean right i mean usually you know i mean half the pe- half the comic artists that i love i've never even thought about writing them to say how much i love them usually right. what stirs your your you stirs you into communication is something negative yeah you're like yeah. Or, or like you want to call him out on something you're like i don't i don't know what you mean i want to i want to have a de- you know not a debate but like a dialogue about this it's easier and quicker for me to say that uh i really dislike john burns artwork than it is to say that well you know i really loved his stuff back in 1983 when he was doing x-men right yeah it's easier to just say john burns sucks and Jumbert used to be good, you know, a while back. Yeah. And if he just tried a little harder, maybe he would be good again. And if he wasn't such an asshole, asshole. to his right. fans. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just... It, yeah. Uh, well, hell, you know, like some of the, the nicest creators that you and I have ever met. And, I mean, we haven't met a ton, but, you know... Yeah, we, we don't talk about them, but oh, we'll yeah. always talk about the negative experiences. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Jay Lee, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, how often have I brought that up where... I didn't even know you've ever met Jay Lee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right. Exactly. 
but you know when uh, when uh, Eric Powell punched me in the gut. Oh right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I talk about that all the time. Uh, yeah. Was that? Yeah. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to get your copy of Razor signed. <laughs> yeah, which we just learned about last night. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, for some reason, uh, we we answered about Dave Sim for a long time. Yeah, so yeah. Then, uh, oops. Yeah, sorry. Let's uh, take a short break and we'll be back. Slashing. I did get kind of worked up about Dave Sim. I, uh, yeah, I love Dave Sim, and I'll, uh, I'll probably read everything he does until, you know, one of us is dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's No a offense to Dave Sim, but hopefully it's him. <laughs> well, he's an older man than I, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, you know, he's not my friend, and you are, so, uh, you know, I'd prefer my friend not to die. Well, well. Today, anyway. I Tomorrow may be a different story. <laughs> so I feel awkward. It is the Thank season. Thank you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully we both live to be a thousand. <clears throat> That'd be awesome. Yeah. No, maybe it wouldn't. <laughs> if, if I could uh, stay at the health level I am right now, which is poor, but... Uh, manageable. Poor, but manageable, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, I'm fine with living to a thousand. But if I decline any further than this, then, <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be hell. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, uh... I'll make sure you you don't. You'll take care of me. Yeah. Right. That mean you're gonna yeah, take care of me. Right. Yeah. I'll right. Take right. Care of you. <laughs> well, it's your turn to take care of a movie pick, though. I've been excited about this one. I've been wanting to see this movie for a year. <laughs> it's uh, comes I'm, uh, I think you know what it is. I'm curious. Oh, I get it. Just in case you wonder. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, well, it, it comes on Christmas, so we can have a field trip. The spirit, the fucking spirit. No, yes, no, no, no. Well, here, Sam Jackson. <laughs> fuck yeah! It, I just watched Black Snake Mode. No, no, <laughs> it's not the spirit. Ah, uh, damn it! If that movie costs one dollar and it's and it's playing and there's free cookies and it's playing like right across the street from my house, I wouldn't go see it. <laughs> fuck that movie. I'll rent it from the library and I'll find out how poor it is then. <laughs> but no, it's uh, the curious case of Benjamin Button. Ah. I'm so stoked to see that movie. 
Nice. It's uh, Brad Pitt in a movie by David Fincher. Who's pretty good. He's pretty darn good. Uh, he's, uh, wow, that's three Fincher-Pitt team-ups. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Fight Club and... Uh, Seven. Twelve <laughs> Monkeys and the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seven's one of my top like five favorite movies of all time. I wouldn't put it that far up there, but it's a good movie. Mm. I would definitely put Fight Club probably in my top ten. Really? Yeah. See, I like Seven better than Fight Club. But. Uh, I don't. It's good. Uh, it's still a good movie. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, they're both awesome. Yeah. But this one is is uh, I don't I don't know if it's going to be more awesome, but right. I think it looks really really good. Yeah. You know, I kind of like that David Fincher has uh, chosen some just drastically different subject matters for his movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's only directed, like, just sort of a handful. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven. Uh, Alien. Well, Alien 3. Which I'm probably the only person in the world who actually likes I, Alien 3. I like Alien 3. Really? Yeah. It's very rare to find anyone who yeah, I like enjoyed that. it. Even David Fincher doesn't <clears throat> enjoy it. Yeah, I know, exactly. That's why it's very rare to find someone who does. Let's do Panic Room. Panic Room. Um... Zodiac, which I still haven't seen. Oh yeah, it was him. I forgot about uh, that. I w- would love to see that. That, that was I pretty good. Haven't had the opportunity yet. I think it's my least favorite David Fincher movie, but it, really? was, it was. I mean, that's like saying, you know, man, that was the worst blowjob I've ever had. Right, right. You know, yeah. Was, wow, that was such a good analogy. Yeah, man, why didn't I think of that when we did the All Star Superman episode? <laughs> oh, Fuck, because because so. I was, you know, in that episode, I was saying that it was like the worst Frank Quietly art I've seen. Right, but. You know, it's still, yeah, it's still amazing. God damn it! <laughs> why, why couldn't you think of that two weeks ago, three <laughs> weeks ago, a month ago, whenever that was? Yeah. That we were I was actually about. I've been writing my uh, dialogue for this episode for weeks. Oh fuck! <laughs> Maybe I should do the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. What else has he done? Is that I think, it? I think I, and he did some music videos, but I think that was yeah, it. Fuck the music videos. I think that was all the movies then. Really? Hmm. Nothing between Fight Club and... Oh, he did Friday After Next with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Uh, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing between Fight Club and... Uh, well, I guess Panic Room was after Fight Club, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nothing between... Oh, the game. The game. Oh, I forgot that for a reason. <clears throat> I don't like that movie. Oh, well, you suck. I like I like the first, like... F- <laughs> you suck. I like the first, like, everything but the last five minutes of that movie. <laughs> I think the it's like a two-hour movie. I think that's the. So you like the majority of the movie. I think it was an amazing, or it it was almost an amazing movie, and then the last five minutes happened, and I was like, that was fucking stupid, because this guy, okay, he's 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 to the point where he's like, I'm 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 going insane, I'm gonna kill myself, and he jumps off a roof, and they're like, we're just kidding, buddy, and he's like, oh, you guys, and he has drinks with them, and the credits roll, and I was like, that's so unbelievable. I mean, I know it's a you know it's a movie, so it's not supposed to be completely believable. Like, like, like not as a Fight Club is believable, but but that movie had me believe in it for two hours. And I was like, wow, this is this could really happen. This is amazing. And and then it ended, and I was like, that that ending just kicked me in the nuts. That's that's how I feel about that. Movie. <clears throat> all right, all right. So I kind of just forgot about that movie. All right. <laughs> is there anything else though? Man, I wish I had the internet to look up his IMDb page. Ooh. See, this is a, this is what it was like before the internet. We we all had to like, yeah, when people were doing podcasts before the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah back then. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, all those all those sweet old podcasts. Yeah, no, you'd have to uh, press it to vinyl and. Uh, 
No, I'm just saying, like, if people, when people had to, like, come up with information, they, they like, had to, like, actually rub rub uh, brain matter together and right, right, come right. up with the answer instead of just, like, ah, I'll just... Wikipedia! Wikipedia! We're all just getting stupider. Huh? <laughs> oh. I don't want to start talking about the internet. Yeah, Never that's mind. fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you want to, you want to go Christmas Day, obviously. Uh, yeah, I got nothing to do. Because <laughs> I might not, I might not be able to go Christmas Day because I got a family thing, and then one of my friends might be having me over at night for a second dinner, which right. you know could put me right out. Right, Two right. big dinners. Right. I'm sure I have a family thing, but um, yeah, whatever. Maybe uh, uh, maybe like Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm off Friday. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Sweet. Kate Blanchett's in that movie. Oh? She's uh, not hard to look at. Easy on the eyes. Yeah. As I like to say. And see, she's a real person, so it's not super creepy when I say that she's attractive. It's not like, man, Power Girls, knockers, make my mouth water. That's creepy. Yeah. I've heard people say very similar things in my work. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I know you have all those uh, sexually suggestive uh, anime statues. Oh, they're the everywhere. They're they're basically rubbing their vulvas on the packaging, yeah, like on the yeah. on the gl- the clear window. Of, <coughs> of the yeah, you, you look at it. It's just like it's ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's ass, and then uh, uh, and they're well camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> they're well sculpted toys. Oh yeah, but I'm like, if you're into that, yeah, I'm just I don't know. and it's not a statue that you can you know not. Have it in that position? Yeah, it does. It's sculpted uh, unless you to be in that position. Unless you put a towel over it, that's <laughs> the only way it won't. You know, I, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not really into toys. Like even setting them up. Like you've got Omac or is that Omac or Zodiac? Who's that? That's Orion. Orion. I was thinking of He Man. <laughs> Zodiac or <laughs> yeah, was Zoltar. That was his name. But but I am the only toys I might actually end up buying are those incredible change bot toys that Devil's Due's putting out. The uh, the fifty dollar uh, they're expensive. Yeah, but they actually incredible change. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> All right, well I think we're we're done with this. Yeah, which is a shame because the slideshow just started again. Oh yeah, <sighs> pretty well, slideshow. Yes, it is. Who's that, Pike? Yeah, Jay Scott Pike. I don't know who that is. Uh, pinup girl artist. Like, right. You know, old school. Like, 50s. It looked very old school. <clears throat> yes, it was. Alright, so, take it easy. And we'll talk to you... Manana. Not manana. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Bye. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, blog.seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at show at guttertrash.net, eric at guttertrash.net, or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.